Welcome to Postel's Podcast, where you can learn from our experienced guests and gain new insight on how real estate, your personal security, and living the outdoor lifestyle can strengthen your inner core and bring out the power you need for life. And now here's your host, Mike Postel. For those out there, maybe the older generations that are concerned about our youth, our younger generations, and thinking maybe they're uh, too lazy, too much into tech, got their heads in their cell phones, not down with what's going on, won't work hard. Well, maybe some of that's validated, some of that's validated and true. But the gentleman I have on today, he's coming fresh off of another victory in the cage, doing an MMA fight. I bring you no other than Max Gamboa, brother. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm freaking good, man. I'm stoked that you came. You're willing to come back on. That's awesome, especially after you know getting done with your fight was a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, it was about three weeks ago now. Okay, three um, weeks this Friday, or uh, three weeks this Friday. Yeah. Oh, okay, amazing how yeah. fast things go. <laughs> I think the last time before I came on, it was before my second to last fight. That's correct. Yeah. So we were talking. With- so it's been fought the same guy twice. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah, you first time you came on was before you fought uh, the organization Epic Fighting. I believe that's what you were with the last time, right? Same organization. Right. Okay, cool. Right. So we'll 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 touch upon that. And uh, for those listening again, Max Gambo, a young guy in his twenties, has his stuff together. He has his own company called the Health Forge, which he'll discuss more about. He's in the mortgage business involving real estate. And he's the martial artist, MMA fighter. But more importantly, Max has his head screwed on straight and it's clear. Some people have their heads on straight, but aren't clear. Max is dead focused and a great, more importantly, a great human being. So it's my honor to have him back on. So let's get into this. Max, well, let's talk about your last fight. So uh, if people want to figure you out, maybe they need to go all the way back to season one, episode one and, and hear that one. But um yeah. Let's talk about so you I believe you fought the same guy, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. fought the same guy. Uh that wasn't the plan though. The plan um I was supposed to fight a Tahitian fighter uh who was actually the 125 champ of the promotion. Um and the whole card was based around Tahiti versus USA. So they flew out like I want to say eight or nine fighters from Tahiti. Um and we were supposed to be the main event. And nine days out, I guess he blew up his knee or something that he wasn't able to fight anymore. And they offered me the same opponent that I had last time because I guess he had had a fight for a belt at another promotion fall through. Um, and I was like, heck yeah, man, I just trained eight weeks. I'm not, I'll fight anyone in there, you know. I, people bought tickets. We got the hotel rooms. We're ready to go. Like someone's stepping in the cage with me, so. Uh, it was never a hesitation of whether or not I would take a fight, and especially against somebody else. I've, I've never had a rematch before, so uh, it was very, uh, it was a new experience, which is always appreciated. Uh, very good. Appreciate the uh, newness. That's that's cool. So, bummer about the guy in Tahiti, but uh, good for you, able to keep things on point, on track, and get a fight going. So, since you fought this guy before, I, I'm not going to mention names unless you want to bring him up, but since you fought him before... <laughs> For those listening, how was it as far as the promotion leading up to this fight again? 
uh, what was different? Was it more, was there, was it maybe more respect? Um, I know you both had respect the first time, but since you've already fought together, was it still, was there trash talking? Was there fight, you know, respect? What was the mindset going into this rematch due to a default? Yeah. So, you know, nine days, you can only do so much promotion. Um, but thankfully the company did a really good job. You know, they put a lot of stuff together for us. Um, and he was pretty upset with the last fight because he had thought that he had won the fight, you know, with the decision. And it's always tough to say after a decision. I thought it was pretty clear that I had won, but, you know, he thought it was pretty clear that he had won. So uh, he was still a little upset about that. Um, and he was trying to kind of go the trash talking, um, you know, angry route. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, look, man, we're going to get in there. We're going to punch each other in the face. Like, we don't need to be mean to each other online. <laughs> like that's not doing anything for either of us. And, uh, after that, he was kind of like, okay, fine. Like we're good. Um, so after that we were good. Um, and you know, it was interesting trying to fit eight weeks of, uh, eight weeks of fight camp into nine days. Um, you know, whole new strategy, a whole new set of problems to deal with. Um, you know, it, it, uh, it was racking my mind. The first few nights for sure. Um, but then after that, we just kind of went into cruise control and it was very, it was a very different situation knowing what my opponent presented and kind of have, having already felt his strength and his speed, knowing where I had advantages, knowing where I had disadvantages. Um, cause when you're fighting somebody who you've never fought before, you can watch film, you can watch the way that they tend to attack. But until you're in there with them and you're feeling that speed, it's totally different, you know. So this was a very cool experience, and I was a little bit worried because I was feeling too comfortable. Mm -hmm. I never felt so comfortable before a fight. Everything that week was going really well. The weight cut was super easy. Um, I weighed in with sweats and a sweatshirt on. Nice. Not feeling (laughs) too bad at all, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of people, you know make the weight cut the hardest part of the whole thing. So, you know, when you can make that easy, it's uh, definitely beneficial. But uh, then the fight just kind of went exactly as planned. We wanted to keep the distance, counterpunch at range, pressure when we could, and just kind of all happened that way and ended up getting out of there in the first 50 seconds. So, uh, you know, when you can take no damage and um, everything goes according to the game plan, you know, if they all went like that, I'd probably be doing this a lot longer. But, uh, yeah, you know, same with a lot of fighters. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, you you mentioned fifty seconds. How long were was each round? Uh, they were supposed to be three three minutes. Okay, just for our yep. listeners. Very good. So the funny part was the last fight. The biggest disadvantage that I had was cardio. Um, so this camp was all cardio, and I. Basically got to use none of it. Really? The yeah, there you it go. Was only 50 seconds. Yeah. You know, um, but, you know, we still built up that, uh, that VO2 max a little bit. And, uh, you know, definitely, you know, we still keep those gains, but, you know, what I, uh, actually it wouldn't have been nice to use them. I'm glad I didn't have to. If I never right. have to use it again, it'd be great. Um, but yeah. So what did you do differently cardio-wise from the first time you fought this guy to when, obviously, you were planning a different opponent, but uh, what were you doing differently, if you want to elaborate a little? Yeah, um, it was mostly just volume. Um, So before my last fight, uh, 
before I got into that fight camp, I was training maybe two or three times a week. Um, I had been dealing with some disc bulges in my thoracic spine mm. from T2 all the way through T5. Um, it was pretty jacked up in there and it was really limiting a lot of the martial arts that I was able to do. You know, when I was trying to get in awkward positions when I was doing jujitsu, the slightest movement in one of those awkward positions would put me out for another week or two, you know? So uh, I was having a real tough time. But then before that last fight, I was feeling okay. I was feeling good enough. And so at that point, I was able to train like four or five times a week. Um, but then after that whole camp, after building that strength, uh, this camp, I was training, you know, between nine and 12 times a week. Um, so it was just upping the volume because I, I, I was doing the right things before. It was just how much of it I was able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and this time being able to do that many different sessions and things like that. And also adding in, um, you know, Jeremy Pricer from our gym, mm-hmm. uh, outstanding, you know, regenerative stretching, but also great in the strength and conditioning aspect. I started working with him three times a week. Um, and so that was a huge, huge, I mean, just, I, I haven't really lifted weights since I played college volleyball. So adding that dynamic into my training really improved uh, my cardio, which was not something that I had expected. So, hmm. um, you know, adding Jeremy to this camp was a huge, and you know, he's normally in the camps, but it's normally for the stretching mm-hmm. and for the regenerative stuff that he does. But um, adding him in for strength and conditioning was definitely a massive benefit. Nice. nice. So, yeah. so you go into this fight, this you're fight, feeling different, feeling you're different. feeling good. Mm-hmm. You're ready to go three rounds, three minutes each round, if need be. You're the main card. Everybody is amped up, ready to go. They've already watched all the other fights prior. Do you have prelims or do you just, it's just regular fights? Uh, start going? There were some prelims. Yeah, there were some prelims and then there was the main card and then, um, you know, we were the main event. So. Okay, right. So people have been there yeah. a while, and they're ready to see this go off. So yeah. you guys enter, and again, I've only, I only saw the clips of it, so beg your mm-hmm. pardon, my bad. I haven't seen the full, long 50 seconds. But, <laughs> um, it, it, looked like, it looked like he clipped him or caught him with a shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was rushing. He wanted to close the distance. Um, right. So he was... I clipped him pretty early a few times. Um, nothing, nothing, you know, that necessarily wobbled him or took him off balance, but stuff that you knew made him realize he was in a fight, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so he was trying to close that distance because I, I felt that range really early. Once I find my range, I'm pretty tough to deal with on the feet. Um, and so he realized that and he wanted to close the distance as quickly as possible. And that kind of made him overstep. And I just kind of threw a check right hook. And it kind of. I was going to say, it looked like a hook. Cage. He got him right on the button on the jaw. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and, and that's one thing that will surprise people a lot of times because I, I stand southpaw a lot. Um, I switch pretty often between southpaw and orthodox. Um, for those that don't know, right foot forward when you're boxing or left foot forward when you're boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally, right handed people will stand with their left foot forward. Um, so people think that their power hand generally is the backhand, but since I stand southpaw a lot with my right foot forward, even though my right hand is still my power hand, that check hook, uh, surprises people a lot. Nice. Yeah. And those are the bunches that get you, the ones that surprise you. If you see it coming, you can generally brace up or 
prepare for it, but it's the ones you don't see that sneak in and put you out. Right. Well, that's awesome yeah. that you're ambidextrous. That's super smart. And as we say, your other strong hand, you know, we don't use negative language. So that's, <laughs> that's good you're doing that. But that's that's good job, Max. And I remember, you know, years ago, you know, just playing around on the mat, doing our Muay Thai sparring stuff, just easy stuff. But yeah, I remember you, you've, yeah. Got a, you've got a unique style where it definitely catches your attention and Sometimes it looks like you're open and and you're like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna intercept and jam this dude and and then you move. It's good. You got good lateral movement and uh, nonlinear movement as well. So uh, nice nice job. So I uh, hit the guy. Refs like I'm, he, you're out. You're done. You look like you're going to sleep. And after that was then there more mutual respect. Did you guys bro down afterwards? The guy realizes, yeah, you're it. You beat me twice now. Yeah. Um, you know, they had him on the stool for a little bit. Um, I, I tried to go up to him in the cage and, you know, we shook hands, things like that. Um, and then in the back afterwards, I ran over to him. Um, you know, he was sitting there with his family and his friends. Uh, and I was just like, Hey man, I just want to say like, you know, I- I'm so grateful to you. Cause after our last fight, you pushed me so hard this fight. Um, and he was like, hey, same to you, man. Uh, you know, I know we both kind of took this fight on short notice, but like you beat the best version of me in there. Like I was preparing for a title fight too. So I was more than prepared for this fight. And um, I don't want you to think that you beat somebody who like wasn't training or wasn't ready to go. Um, and that was really cool of him to say, you know, mm-hmm. I was really self-reflective. And um, so that was cool. We're good now. You know, we uh, follow each other on Instagram, you know, say congrats a couple of times and, uh, you know, a little bit of back and forth here and there. So, um, you know, it's all, it's all, it seems like the hatchet is buried. Um, and we'll both just continue to move on and walk down this martial arts path. Very cool. So people are asking, well, Mike, why were you asking those questions? Well, because I have experience in martial arts and I always like to know about the mindset of the fighters. And I, and I like to, you know, UFC does a good job with this, but in other organizations, but it's always, I always am interested with the fighters after, you know, post fight and what's mm-hmm. going on and what the vibe is and what's the mindset and how they're feeling. And is there any animosity towards each other afterwards? But uh, that's really cool. And that guy, uh, you know, didn't say anything ill will and just gave you your props. That was solid. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah, it's always, brother. it's always way better that way. You know, absolutely. Well, we yeah, <laughs> you should always take the high road when you lose, when, when lose or draw, because it right. puts you in a better position for something coming up next, mm-hmm. you know, but you mm-hmm. know, everybody's different. There are some guys that just <laughs> do their thing. So that's all right. Yeah. Uh, good job, yeah. Max. Uh, all right. So you had, you, that was done. You guys were the main mm-hmm. fight and you coming up on three weeks. How are you feeling now? Feeling good? Yeah. Feeling great. You know, I had, uh, you always have some nagging injuries going into a fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, no fight camp leaves anyone unscathed. So, uh, you know, I, I sprained my AC joint in my left shoulder um, 10 days before the fight. Um, so that's just – I'm just starting to be able to sleep on my left side again. Uh. Um, yeah, so there was that. And then uh, other than that, though, I mean, obviously I didn't take too much damage in the fight, uh, if any at all. Um he landed a couple good leg kicks, so my leg was a little sore for a couple of days afterwards. But um, other than that, body's feeling great. You know, they're talking about um, 
the next fight being in Tahiti. Um, wow. So the Tahiti guys came here and now they want us to come there. So uh, they were talking about that in July or August. And I think I'll be waiting for that one. <laughs> oh, wow. What an experience that yeah. would be, huh? Right. Oh, my gosh. Right. Yeah. Excellent. Wow. Wow. The yeah. parents I know my, st- I know. Yeah. Go I know ahead, my surfing sorry. buddies would want to come out to that one, too. Oh yeah. I mean, dang, <laughs> you're going to have a, you're going to have a full on posse wanting to go with you on that one. Yeah. That's awesome, Max. Yeah. Well, so let's uh, segue into, um, so congrats again. Great job, brother. Let's, let's segue in. Let's touch upon your company health forward. Since we touched upon you being an athlete in the MMA scene right. and a martial artist, I think that's a good segue into health forwards. Why don't you elaborate a little bit to our listeners, what you're doing with a company called health forge. Please. Yeah. So, uh, you know, with Health Forge, we are kind of focusing on uh, functional wellness for people, uh, kind of whole body. We do a, uh, a segment called Mental Health Mondays, um, which tends to take a backseat during fight camps. So the first episode of that will be coming out uh, on Monday. Um, so looking forward to that. We're doing it with a, a great life coach who names Alejandra. Um, and she's really cool. And she's from Colombia, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so looking forward to that episode, but, uh, you know, we do a lot of episodes like that. I try to bring on good people, um, who know a lot about health and how it affects our mental state and how our mental state affects our health, you know? So, um, we bring on nutritionists and doctors and things like that. Um, and then we do, uh, we do some supplementation as well, uh, with a company called secret, uh, you know, where it's just all, all the cleanest supplements you can get. Um, supplements for athletes, supplements for your everyday person, um, you know, kind of covers like the major components of your health with sleep, uh, with diet, um, and then with your recovery. So, uh, you know, we get a lot of stuff for, uh, like people that I fight with. Um, and we get a lot of stuff for, you know, moms and dads and, Mm -hmm. you know, grandpas and grandmas and things like that. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a cool company. It's, it's something that's just has always been kind of, kind of my passion. I've always wanted to help people. I just wasn't sure how. Um, and you know, I, I feel like health and wellness is uh, a field that I've studied in so much because of martial arts and, um, for martial arts as well. Um, that I just want to spread some, spread some goodness about that stuff too. So if I can bring on some other people who, you know, know a lot more than me on certain things and can help spread their knowledge as well, then all the better. Absolutely. Good fit for you. Ties, it just flows right in, right? So yeah. you're, you're like the walking testimonial of that stuff. Right. So right. you can just go, hey, look, here I am. Here's my deal. And this is what I do. So <laughs> amen, brother. It's better than someone pushing supplements that, you know, really doesn't have a sports background or, I mean, my God, if you're pushing supplements, I say in a good way. Yeah, but if you're, if you're selling supplements, you have a company, yeah, you, you definitely, I mean, well, I don't know. Everybody's different, but uh, different yeah. lifestyles. But you definitely better be involved with a healthy lifestyle. So, sure. very cool. Uh, so, uh, Health Forge, and then so people don't realize Max also is in the mortgage business. So with real estate. So we didn't touch upon that too much the first time. So I want to elaborate a little more on that and give you your time regarding the mortgage industry. So, you know, I'm I'm in real estate, and part of this podcast is having people on that are involved with real estate. You literally cover all three sectors. So whether it's real estate through the mortgage business, you know, obviously security, MMA, martial arts, 
no brainer. And then outdoor lifestyle, which you're down with as well. So let's touch upon now with the mortgage and anything that you would like to tell people, listeners, you know, there's people out there fretting about how the rates have gone up since the end of last year, a little bit incrementally up until now. I've heard we're going to have a little point reduction maybe midway through this year. Who knows? Time will tell. But why don't you talk if you want to elaborate on that and how you're helping people? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been working with a company called eMortgage Capital for almost two years now. Um, you know, and I've been a mortgage loan officer for them for the first two years. And then the last year I've been a DRE real estate agent with them as well. Um, so, you know, in the beginning, when rates were as low as they were, um, everyone was making fun of me because, you know, I came in and rates were about two and a half, uh, you know, two, seven, five. And, you know, now they're coming up to, you know, four low fours, things like that. Uh, and I'm like, dang, these rates are so high. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, you Everyone's came. Laughing at you came right. in at almost the historic low time, and right. compared to obviously, which I can remember in college in the '80s, rates were freaking as high as twenty-one and a half percent. I mean, yeah, redonkulous. <laughs> and a lot yeah. of 19s here and there. And then in the 90s, we had high rates, and the SNLs went out of business, and a lot, of, and all the aerospace was. Anyways. Uh, Rates are still real good compared to those decades. So right, um, that's, right. Fu- that's funny, Max. <laughs> and that's what I've come to realize, you know, with some of the some of the different clients that I've been doing now. Because uh, when it was in the twos, you know, my business was ninety nine percent refi, right? Um, because it was easy. It was just, you know, I've always been a numbers guy. Um, I've always liked working with numbers, and uh, I've always liked working with people. So uh, for some reason, I thought that the you would have thought that would have drawn me to the real estate business much sooner. Um, but it took me, and even though my dad is also in it as well, um, and he's been trying to get me in it since I was, you know, 19 years old. So, uh, the fact that it took me this long bums me out a little bit, but always better, uh, better late than never. Wait know? a minute. Shut up, dude. You're in your young twenties. <laughs> you know, when I got into real estate, so, I mean, I got into it in my mid forties. But I was a sales guy my whole life and a lot of life experience. I've purchased four homes, refied three times, walked the talk, still do. Um, But yeah, I got in it way later in my career. And and, uh, yeah, I mean, I hear hear what you're saying because you go against people that have been in it so many years before you. Mm. It's a lot to be said with that. But um, yeah, no worries. But I didn't know your dad was in the uh, business, real estate business. Yeah, yeah. He's been in it. He's been in, he's been doing loans and real estate stuff for a long time. I remember when I was like maybe like 14 or 15, I would go for spring break and make calls. This was back when loan mods were a thing. He owned a loan mod shop and I would call people about their loan modifications uh, and how they needed them. And they were like, how old are you? <laughs> you know, cause I'm a high little voice. Right. Um, and I was like, well, you know, it it's not really important. Uh, <laughs> right. what's important is saving your home right now. Um, but so he's been doing it for a long time. Yeah. At least, you know, probably 15 years, I'd say, oh, um, okay. Way so, to go, Bobby Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so he's been, he's been showing me the ropes. He got me in with the, the brokerage that we're at now, which I love. Um, and you know, I've just been thankful to have a lot of people at our company who have helped me out and, uh, you know, steered me in the right direction. And, 
you know, it's been cool. I have, uh, you know, I'm starting to get some repeat clients and things like that. Um, which has been great. Cause then you just see how you build these relationships with people. And, uh, you know, it, I, I would feel the same way if I wanted to, you know, I mean, for most people, their mortgage is their biggest investment that they'll ever make. And you would rather do that with somebody that you trust and that you're comfortable with. So, um, you know, it's been cool to build those relationships and, uh, yeah, it has been different because, you know, when the interest rates went up and it wasn't quite so easy, um, you know, to get people in for refis and things like that. Uh, you know, I was seeing a lot of people who have been in the business longer keeping their numbers up cause they get so many repeat clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and rather than being like, Oh man, well, I wish I had repeat clients. It was like, Oh great. Well, as long as I keep doing this, this way, I'll continue to have, uh, you know, repeat clients as we continue to build this thing. So, um, it's been cool. I, I, uh, really enjoy the business and, you know, I'm starting to move over a little bit into, um, kind of like some, uh, retirement policies and financial, uh, financial guidance stuff, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, uh, with life insurance and things like that. So, um, just kind of continuing to find some things in this business. That, so you're keeping your avenues open. Yeah. Well, my big thing is as long as I can work for myself, um, and that's kind of what these brokerages let me do. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's all on my own time. It's all commission only. Um, then I'm going to be a happy person. Um, I've always just struggled to kind of adapt to the nine to five life. Um, which I have no problem with. I understand why people like it and I understand why uh, it works for people. Um, but for me, it just never has. Uh, so when I get to do this stuff and, you know, run the health forge and fight and, uh, you know, work in the mortgage industry and things like that, uh, it doesn't feel like going to work for me because I do like it, you know, and I enjoy the process of it all. So, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's been a good business. I enjoy the business. I enjoy the people that come on your podcast and talk about it, you know, because, uh, you know, all, you know, all these people know I've been in it for way longer and they've been through the ups and the downs and it's always cool to hear from them and just kind of see if you just, if you just keep keeping on it, you always have a spot in this business. So it's very cool. Great attitude, Max. Very good mindset. Uh, and since we spoke the first time, you mentioned something that I didn't know. So you, you got more into the realtor side. That's, yeah. That's what I heard correctly, right? Yeah, well, so I got my real estate license. Okay. Um, yeah. So I got it kind of in preparation for the interest rates going up because I knew I would have to start kind of moving my way in towards the purchase side of things um, and the sales side of things. So mm-hmm. um, that's kind of been a process that also my dad has been helping me out with. Uh, you know, he, uh, there was kind of an issue at our company where, uh, some people got their licenses suspended, um, Oops, that's for, not good. uh, you know, some <laughs> continuing education stuff that, uh, they didn't want to do. Um, and so I've been helping out with a lot of them who, uh, you know, have the real estate license still. And, but now they need a loan guy when that's before they were kind of doing it both themselves. Uh, so I've kind of been able to tag along and, um, you know, learn a bit from a lot of these different guys on how they're going into the business so that when I'm ready to, you know, start showing homes and helping people buy homes and, uh, I'll be ready to go and have some good experience in it. Very good. And that's a good combo. You know, you can speak knowledgeable about that's the right thing I want to say, but you, you know, you're very knowledgeable and can speak 
properly, properly trying to think of a different word, but properly with your clients or prospects regarding looking to buy a home or if it's the selling side, you know, time to list your home. And then obviously you can speak to them very well about the interest rates, mortgage, all that kind of stuff. So that that's good, Max. You're, you're, you're getting well-rounded. Very good. So that's what, that, hey, in this crazy, over highly oversaturated market with not a lot of inventory we're at historic lows with inventory and mm-hmm. uber competitive area that orange county is that you really got to step up your game and, and uh have options right and yeah. a lot of us have side hustles in addition to the real estate industry but like i'm i'm working to get my real estate license in idaho mm. you know because we have property in northern idaho and i want to have that option where at least i can refer some if someone comes to me hey mike like what's you guys did in Northern Idaho. Love that area. Can you help me out? At least I can have right. the ability to refer them to some agent that I know up there. I've been working on the area for six years now and at least get some sort of commission out of it. Right. So yeah, um, it's good to have those kind of options right on, dude. That's killer. So yeah. got a lot going on, Max. Uh, in addition to all that, ha- anything going on with uh, relationships, love life, anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Yeah. Um, yeah, not really my thing. Um, you know, I uh, <laughs> can be smart, Max. Yeah, <laughs> um, everyone kind of always laughs at me, uh, but you know, I do. Uh, it's just like you said, there's a lot going on, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, to be in to be in a relationship is also that's a, it's quite the commitment, uh, and you know, worrying about somebody else's feelings and schedules and things like that. Uh, once, once things settle down for me a little bit more, you know, uh, I might start looking into that. Um, well, bro, you're so young. I, I, I expect <laughs> you to say no, but you never know. I mean, gosh, when I was your age, no yeah. commitment. Heck no. No. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, there's still, uh, there's still some things I like to do on the weekends and hang out and <laughs> enjoy myself, you know? So, uh, you know, I mean, Hey, if the, if the right girl comes along and sweeps me off my feet and yeah. somehow makes, adds, it, and makes Dina happy. Oh, well, yeah, you got to get through that first for sure. Dina is Max's mom, everybody. <laughs> Hello, Dina. So, yep, right on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so, uh, you know, we'll kind of see where all that goes. But as of right now, I'm not really, not really looking. Um, but, you know. Yeah, hey, of, no worries. Kind of just for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, I just thought I'd ask, yeah. you know, what's going on. I mean, my youngest son is... He's only 17. He's got a hardcore relationship, but they're like oh, yeah. such a throwback. It's really cute to see. She's an okay. awesome gal, but yeah, they're rare to find. So I, I, I did it when I was, when I was 18 to about 20 almost. Uh, uh, okay. And that's when I realized how much of a commitment was and how much, how much time it did take up. Uh, it was worth it, but you know, now yeah. I'm just checking out some other things for right now. <laughs> hey, <laughs> They're all building blocks and all like, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. building up your life experience. So that's good. Right. right. So where are you headed? So where are we at right now? Pretty much just doing everything you've mentioned. Uh, any fights maybe before this potential Tahiti thing? Or are you kind of focused on that? Yeah, um, probably not. Uh, you know, I do, uh, I do coach volleyball as well. Um, I coach what don't you do, too. Max? Do we just go through what you don't do? <laughs> <laughs> I coach uh, the JV volleyball team at Newport Harbor. Oh, you and, do? Oh, that's right. Yeah. 
Yeah, and they're uh, they're crushing it right now. We've had, I think, fifteen or sixteen games, uh, and we haven't lost yet. Wow. Um, yeah, we've actually got a game this afternoon. Um, we only have three games left in the season, so if they could finish up undefeated, that would be awesome. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I coach club volleyball as well, so um, we've got that going on till about June, and. I always like to take big breaks after fights anyways, mm-hmm. you know, at least, at least four weeks where I'm not even in the gym, like four weeks where I go and do some yoga, you know, go play some volleyball, go play some golf, um, kind of stick to my strength and conditioning stuff. But as far as the punches and the kicks and the moving around and stuff like that, I like to give my mind and my body at least three to four weeks. Um, so I won't even be thinking about, I mean, <laughs> I've already got people coming to me and offering me fights in April and May and all kinds of stuff. And I was like, I'm not even thinking about any of this stuff till, you know, maybe early May I'll start considering putting something on the calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would mean July, late July would be the earliest, but I think I'm going to hold out for this Tahiti thing. That's um, a good goal to have, bro. See how that goes. Yeah. Nice. Um, plus it'll just allow me to, uh, Allow me to train without an opponent, you know, sometimes when you have an opponent and training can get just kind of so focused on one thing, you know, mm-hmm. one, one strategy, one way of fighting. And, uh, I kind of like just training, training with no goals, really just training to get better and to enjoy it and to learn. And, uh, you know, it's nice putting a goal. It's always, that's why I like to fight is cause I like having a goal at the end of something. But, um, yeah, as far as that, I think I'm just gonna, Try to take it easy. You know, sun's shining now. It's, I like fighting when it's cold and not so fun outside. Yeah. <laughs> well, heck, I thought you were going to see, yeah, I'm also a lifeguard in Newport Beach, so I'll be lifeguarding. I, I was waiting, I was what waiting I can't for that do. one. <laughs> that's what I can't do. I can barely swim. Oh, that's um, funny. Well, my son will see yeah, you in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've been on that boat a couple of times. Ah, cool. Um, right on. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you want to give a shout out to the the guys that are helping you train besides uh, Jeremy? You want to mention a few others? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, my main my main gym and my main coach is uh, Mike Tomaselli, who's been on your podcast before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, over at Tomaselli Academy, that guy is. Uh, I think I said this last time, but that guy is just the perfect fit for me as a head coach. You know, he's. Uh, he lets me be independent. He trusts me to take care of things on my own. Um, but then whenever I need anything, he's always, he's always there when I need him. So, uh, you know, he's, he just moves spots, uh, which I think we also talked a little bit about last time. Um, but you know, it's much more renovated now. He's got, uh, you know, uh, Dave Jansen in there as well. Running, running OC Muay Thai. Unbelievable (laughs) human being. My God. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's responsible for a lot of my uh, my current striking style. Um, awesome, you know him, him and uh, him and Chuck Eisenberg over mm-hmm. at Classic Boxing, Classic Boxing, which also trains out of Tomaselli Academy. So, um, and then obviously we got Marco Hulas on Friday nights, um, just to uh, you know add a little fear into your life and uh, realize why you do need security and why you do need maybe a, you know, an armed weapon at some point. Yeah, maybe you need life. a few equalizers, if you know what I mean, because exactly. that's a walking grizzly bear right there. Uh, I mean, I could train my whole life and, you know, he would still be 250 pounds and 
a brick house and I would be, you know, 150 doing my best, but <laughs> yeah, no, he's, I don't know well, it'll be enough. It, yeah. it keeps you in check and lets you know there's always someone better, right? He does. So, he does. But that's a phenomenal human being. And, and, uh, you used to have Joe, yeah. Joe Moira come in there and tomaselli has yeah. got a killer school. Definitely. And he's talked about some future plans, which sounds pretty exciting. So, um, we'll mm-hmm. I don't know how much you know of that, but, uh, we'll, yeah, uh, no, we'll, maybe, maybe we'll keep it under wraps a little bit. I'll keep it at that. But uh, I, was over there, <laughs> I was over there recently having my son train with Mike and, uh, and Mike's an awesome guy. Awesome. And Chuck's yeah, great. And, and, uh, you know, Morgan with Chuck. And then of course, Dave Jansen, total bro and, and phenomenal. I mean, he's the Muay Thai. He's a legit Muay Thai master and phenomenal yeah. Muay Thai fighter. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. I haven't been, I've never been hit so hard before or those kicks. Oh my, I, you see him wind up or maybe you even miss him winding up and he just bam. And it's like, Oh my God. Well, that's the thing. You know, you, you, you miss the wind up normally. Yeah. You don't even <laughs> see it coming. It's so hard to track him. And then, yeah. my God, he's like, what? I didn't even hit you. I'm like, shut up. Shut up, Dave. We love you. We love you, Jansen. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my I God. Mean, yeah. To, to have that collection of, I mean, in their arts, masters in every sense of the word. Right. With Joe, with Joe, and uh, you know, Dave, Joe, and Marco, Marco and, Dave. Chuck, yeah, that's phenomenal. I mean, Great, Chuck. You know, Chuck, Chuck is yeah. really coming into his, and even Morgan now. Morgan, this was the first camp that I had trained with him as a more of a coach rather than a training partner because he's been dealing with some injuries. Hmm. Uh, I mean, he's going to be, he's going to be a fantastic. He already is a great, great coach, but. He's going to be, he loves it and he's going to be doing this for a long time. So, uh, you know, Thomas Ellie's definitely got some up and coming coaches as well as, uh, as well as some legends in there. So Absolutely. it's a great spot. It's a great yep. spot. Hey, I agree, brother. So, uh, anything you want to part with as far as how people can get a hold of you? Um, you know, you can reach out to me via Instagram. Uh, you know, I'm on there as red velvet MMA. Uh, is my love personal. that handle? <laughs> love that hand. Red velvet yeah. is awesome. Red velvet MMA. Uh, I got so many people telling me like, "Don't you think you need to change your nickname to like something more manly?" Or like, "Like, dude, I'm already fighting. I don't need." That's to, like, the whole protect- point, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the whole point. You're so confident who you are. I mean, you you could be called the Pink Panther. No disrespect to the movies or anything, but yeah. I mean, it, people see people don't get that though. You know. Yeah. People that don't I'm fight already fighting. Or train. Why do I yeah. why do I need to pretend to be manly? If someone's gotta ask you that, <laughs> they don't know they don't know what they're talking about. Um and then the Health Forge. Just as it's said, the Health Forge on Instagram. So um, you know, those are kind of the two main places to reach me. Um, you know, we're coming out soon. Uh I'm launching my own kind of entity under our brokerage called Velvet Financial. Um, oh, so, look yeah, at you. Yeah. So we'll be posting that up pretty soon. And, uh, you know, we're getting the design team on the logo and everything right now. So uh, that'll be coming out and that'll be much more geared towards, obviously, you know, mortgages um, and then some of that uh, some of that life insurance stuff as well. Once we get that in there. So helping people out however we can and, you know, trying to have a good time while we're doing it. Very. Do you have your life? You have your life insurance license? I do. Oh, dude, look at you. (laughs) I I was in that business for eight years. Oh, really? Yeah, I did it. Uh, I did one year sales out of college. Mm-hmm. I took, well, actually I took nine months off, lived in Vail and skied the mountain. And then I was going to be on ski patrol. I tried out past and the 
I don't know, California called me back. But anyway, yeah. if it was nowadays, I'd be like, yeah, I'm done with California. But um, <laughs> anyways, that was back then, young, like your age. And then I yeah. came back and, and I got licensed and I was in the insurance investment business for eight years. And I uh, just burned out. And I mean, a lot of things I was working on, the, the government clamped down on shut down those types of avenues for okay. tax havens and the disability industry I did really well at it completely blew up due to adverse claims. And I was kind of like, yeah, I'm out of here. So, oh, okay. but no, it's a great business. So yeah. I mean, if you, if life insurance, if you can do well in that, the whole point is renewals and compounding, right. You know, the compounding dollar and you, you get these renewals and they compound over year after year after year, you're building up these annuities. It's just, you know, so to speak, that's phenomenal. So, and you're right. helping people obviously. So, but yeah. uh yeah, no, good job, bro. Right on. Well, I appreciate awesome. it. Hey, Thanks no for worries, me Max. On again. Hey, my pleasure. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. I, I learned a couple things I didn't know. I thought I knew. So good job, brother. Well, keep it up, Max. Yeah. Good job. Keep me posted on uh what's going on. You know, at least business wise, we need to network with uh, you know, the whole real estate world, loans, mm-hmm. etc. And then uh definitely want to keep an eye on you with your fights. Yeah, right on. Well, I really appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure. Have a great day. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Hostel's podcast. We hope you gained new insights on managing life through knowledge about real estate, your personal safety, and living the outdoor lifestyle. Join us next time. So please like and subscribe to the Hostel's podcast. Stay safe and power up.